We are stoned and that's okay. So why don't you just stay? Sit back and listen. You don't know what you're missing. It's talking stone while getting sports. Well, welcome, fellow humans. You are listening to Talking Stone while getting sports. Episode, I don't know, 42, let's say, maybe 41. Definitely 41. All right. Thank you, buddy. I should check. Um, that voice you just heard is Austin. He's my buddy. I'm Morgan. What the fuck's going on? Yeah, well, uh, just got back from camping today. We just went for a night, but uh, went with the in-laws, and it was good and bad. I'll say that. <laughs> Whenever you hear the word in-laws, you always wonder if it's going to be a... Oh, no, that wasn't an issue at all. No, no, no. They were actually, uh, they were the ones that were giving us the gummy edibles. Um, okay. Oh, yeah, no, they're cool in-laws. I'll say that. But they weren't the issue at all. Uh, no, it was just we didn't bring enough blankets. So it was very, very cold. All but, right. Well. Um, other than that, it was great. Being down by the ocean is always wonderful. Uh, and, uh, yeah, that's what I've been up to. How about you? What have you been up to? Um, nothing too crazy. This morning, I ended up taking my kitty cat, Bob, to the vet. He's had some ear problems, so I got him a checkup. It was supposed to be $88. And I once I left, I ended up spending a hundred and eighty-six dollars. Oh no! What happened? Because he ends up he has a uh, ear infection, so uh, they had to do like this ear swab stuff to see if she had ear mites or whatnot. Nothing right. like that. That costs the extra forty bucks on top of the ninety. Let's call it for the ins- inspection. <laughs> Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and then the antibiotics that I got is uh, another 40 bucks. So it starts to add up, but I want him to be healthy and stuff. So, of course. Um, other than that, I guess in the, oh, this also on Saturday, I finally saw my mom's new puppy. She's a great Pyrenees. Um, it's a white, fluffy, adorable thing. It's basically a mini pool bear. And I say that because she's basically the size of a cub. Oh, geez. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, because she's 25 pounds and she's only a few months old. Oh, um, shit. Yeah, so, uh. It's going to be a big one. Yeah, and she's also planning on getting a second, well, a second puppy in August here, and that's going to be a Newfoundland. So her plan is she's going to be breeding dogs and all that stuff. She's planning on retiring and just living off of the dogs she breeds in about five years is her plan here. Oh, so. yeah, that's awesome. Um, My five-year plan is that I've actually been getting into investing in crypto. Um, it's actually been going reasonably well so far. 
made money, so that's always nice. So that's what I've been dabbling in. But that's really all I have for me. Sounds like when you, you uh, when you get rich off crypto, can we uh, build a podcast studio? No, I'm going to quit. You're going to what? I said I'm going to quit and I'm going to get new friends, rich friends. Oh. Yeah, sorry, sorry to break the news to you this way, but uh Oh wow, okay. Uh yeah, so I that's not what I thought was going to happen. So uh well, this is uh So just so everyone's clear, um this is not going any longer than 5 years cuz I'm going to be rich by then. Yeah, so if you want to reach out at Fitzy Fitzgerald or at Podstone uh, with your resume, because I'm going to need a new co-host in more or less five years. They might also be able to send their resume at uh, Twitter, or not Twitter, sorry, Instagram account. What's that? Yeah, that's the TSWGS pod. You know it, baby. And if you want to be my new rich friend, you can tweet at Yeah, me. but you have to be rich. Yeah, you have to be rich. Or... I mean, if you're a little bit cooler than Austin, then I'll make you rich. And uh, we'll start a rich podcast, and you can tweet at me, at Captain Morgan, too. Do I need to cut Uh, my hair or something? What's that, sorry? Do I need to cut my hair? What do I need to do to be cool? Well, well, that's an off-air discussion. (laughs) Well, this is awkward. I guess we should probably just get to sports while uh, we're still together on the podcast. <laughs> no, we'll still be friends, but yeah, we should get to sports. And also, one quick thing: if you like this podcast, and like I've said before, like Austin said before, rate, review, comment. We're very curious of uh, what's going on and something we're very and how we're doing. Something I'm very curious about is when you're playing a game of basketball. How can one professional team score so many more points than another team that's also supposed to be professional? Right. Um, and I'm to- talking about the Oklahoma uh, City Thunder got beat by Indiana Pacers 152-95. to 95. This was... On Saturday, um, full disclosure, today's Monday. Uh, tomorrow's actually Star Wars days for any uh, Star Wars fans out there. I've never actually seen the movie or anything to do with Star Wars myself, but I know that's a big day for lots of people out there. So, um, But getting back on sports, yeah, the reason why I brought this up is it's a new record. Record. A record? <laughs> yeah, it's from a video game. Um, is the way someone says record. So, anyways, it's a new record, and um, it's the largest margin of victory by a road team in NBA history, and that's uh, 57 points. The previous team believe it or not, was Chicago Bulls, but it wasn't, when I was looking or reading this article, I was very surprised to see the year that the Chicago Bulls did it in. I 
back to those in the Michael Jordan era. Right. Um, not the case. is actually 2018. Oh, so, wow. Yeah, right? It was uh, kind of a pleasant surprise that they still can put up points without one of the best, if not the best, basketball players in history. So um, they beat it by one point. The Pacers did, and so they go in the record books. The crazy, another crazy thing is that one point they were actually leading by sixty-seven points, um, which is also the biggest lead that any team has had in twenty-five years at any point in a game. Um, although the Thunder. They're losers of 16 and lost 17, so they haven't really been playing that great lately. They've had lots of starters out. Uh, that's enough of my voice rambling about basketball. Let's hear Austin's voice. What? <laughs> that was beautiful. Do you have anything to say about uh, basketball? Yeah, I... You're right. I definitely expected it to be a Bulls record from like 92 or 96 or something, you know, with Jordan and Pippen and all them, but 2018. Anyway, that's, that's so many points. Like you said, like 150 plus points in a basketball game for a team is bonkers. And to have that much of a lead, like they were almost leading by 70 points. Yeah, it's at one point. Insane. Like I said, these are supposed to be both professional teams with professional play play yeah but that that can happen in the NHL too teams get blown out sometimes yeah that's true but even in any sport when you see teams like this it's like did the other guys just take a nap on the court or field or rank whatever right? sport you're listening or watching um it feels like it a little bit uh, so, I I like baseball, and maybe after my crypto thing pays off, then maybe I'll end up uh, buying a baseball team in the Major League Baseball if I end up having $2.2 billion. So, if anyone's out there that I can borrow that money in the future that maybe I'll pay it back without interest. <laughs> um, <laughs> then that's kind of what the, the target that the commissioner, Rob Manfred, is uh, saying for if there was to be a franchise, a new franchise team come in, that's kind of what the bill's going to be. Um, Damn. Do you have a couple billion dollars kick around where you want to start a team? You know I do, but I think I'm yeah, I think I'm gonna do an NHL team. NHL. Well, we'll actually get to that, but spoiler alert, it's a lot cheaper. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> but we'll we'll get to that on a one particular team that doesn't have to owe any more money, it turns out. But um, where was I at? 
Yeah, $2.2 billion is a shit ton of money. I really don't have much to say because I can't fathom that amount of money. The reason why I ignore or I did put this in here is kind of put in contrast of if you had that type of money, you could buy a few like NHL teams. You could buy the CFL. <laughs> yeah, you could just buy the CFL. Um, all this, you know, even I'm sure even an NFL team, I'm not sure what their franchise fee would be, but I would guess that it's definitely up there. Yeah, they they actually might make a run for the MLB team, but. Before I move on to something a little bit more crazy, what do you have to say about this um, fee? I guess one more thing is uh, if there was ever going to be an, another team, they he's already said, like this Rob Manfred guy, that there has to be a new stadium in Oakland and Tampa Bay before that's even considered. And I thought that was very interesting because it shows that this guy, the commissioner, he wants to improve the product of what's already there before right. just throwing money and expanding just because they can. Um, but now I'll let you speak. Have permission. Excellent. Yeah, it's... Uh, the only thing about it is I feel like there's... We're nearing the kind of the peak amount of teams you can really have in a league without it getting ridiculous um i think uh the nhl has reached a point where it'll be a while before there will be more teams obviously other than the newest one um mostly because like i said the overcrowding of the teams but also the immense amount of money it costs to bring in a new a new team is insane so i don't know it makes sense i think it's because you can make a lot of money but uh i don't know it's it's crazy that kind of money is wild i wouldn't mind seeing another team um in canada um like maybe bring the expos back that's what i was just about to say that has been a rumor before so maybe five you know 10 years down the road, maybe we will end up seeing another team in Montreal. I'm not sure if there's any other Canadian city that, well, I mean, I wouldn't complain if there's one Saskatoon, but we don't have a big enough fan. No, I think it'd be probably Montreal or Vancouver or Vancouver could get one. Ottawa, maybe, but I doubt it because their NHL attendance is bad. Um, maybe an I Edmonton think, or Calgary, but I I honestly think if there is going to be expansion in the near future, probably will be north of the border. That's not just me being greedy. It's just there's one team here, and there's yeah, but that's 30. not like that's not a concern. I don't think. Like I don't think that's something the NF or the or the MLB commissioners like. Oh, we got to fix this. That's true. Most of the yeah. fans are in America. Very true, but <laughs> something... but a guy can help. Okay, 
yeah, we can always hope. And I just know that Montreal has been mentioned in the past. Um, Something that baseball likes to do once in a while. And I personally think that's because there's a lot of moments in baseball, even if you're playing, I love the sport. I've played it for 10 years. There's a lot of points where there's not a lot to do. (laughs) (laughs) And sometimes energy can get built up and built up. And especially if you're playing your rivals at that particular moment. Yep. Even if you're a pitcher named Amir uh, Garrett, even if he does what his job is supposed to be and strikes out the batter, Anthony Rizzo, he was excited because he was a relief pitcher. He doesn't do it very often. He was jumping. He was yelling whatever he was saying. Pump. You know, smashing, smacking his chest, not smashing it. That would be quite painful. Yeah. Um, <laughs> doing all that stuff, showing his emotions, which I think is great. But I'm not sure if Awesome watched a little clip of this or not. But all of a sudden, Ben just cleared. And the crazy thing is, is you know, I think over the weekend, there's been a couple games where pitchers just strike out the batter and they get real excited. They, you know, yell whatever they yell at the batter and then all of a sudden the benches are cleared. Um, I love to see this because, like I said, baseball not is all, it's not always the most exciting sport. And... So when you see a little brawl, kind of fun, especially if you're a hockey fan watching baseball, that's even better. But I'm kind of also pissed off because it kind of shows that players that are doing their job and they're doing their job well aren't allowed to show their emotions. And I kind of think that's bullshit. Um I get it. The batter is probably upset that he was just struck out. Well, then hit the ball. Then you can be the one celebrating at the yeah, pitcher. Yeah, that's true. That is true. <laughs> it's, it's, I'm sorry, but it's really that that simple. You don't have to all of a sudden get in a fist fight just because someone's happy. Um, again, I we don't know exactly what was said and all that stuff, but if it was nothing too terrible, then that sports, you see, like, if players were mic'd up all the time and, like, football and hockey, oh, geez. Like, <laughs> it would just, the broadcast would just be a long beep. Across oh, yeah. Because the, and, you know, afterwards they smile and, you know, it's COVID times right now, but, Players from opposing teams, they would go and have dinner after they just finished having a fight during the game. Like, that's just how sports is. And I don't know. I'm getting a little bit revved up, so I'm going to let Hawson go so I can take a drink of water and see what he's got to say. 
Yeah. Uh, straight up, I'm just not a fan of, you know, being a sore loser. Like you said, it's uh, it's part of sports. And if somebody's celebrating, that's not a reason to get upset or throw, throw a punch or whatever it is. I think it's ridiculous. So... Yeah, just don't uh, don't be a don't be a poor sport. Yeah, I kind of looked at as um, the opposing team kind of threw a hissy fit because they, you know, you can get offended if the player is saying something. That's fine, but the benches don't have to clear. <laughs> right. Just come up with another creative chirp back or. Just let it go off your shoulder and go on to the, the next play. Um, but something I get very excited about, and I hope Austin doesn't clear the benches and come fight me when I get excited for this next segment, and that is the toke or joke segment. Doodle do. No one, no one's beating me up right now, so I think we're good. It's a little bit different. Um, it's not necessarily, well, still Toker Joe, but it's a video edition. I sent Austin three clips, and I'm basically going to just ask him a question based on those three clips. And he can just simply decide if he wants to have a hoot or not. There's Sounds good <laughs> to me. It's our podcast. That's how we're doing it it's our realism. We can do whatever we want. So, the first clip we're going to go go with is during a baseball game, there was an interruption, to say the least. Of the feline variety. Yes. And that, like Austin said, was a feline. And that was an adorable cat that somehow broke into the stadium a stadium that's supposed to pull people out that's not supposed to be there. Um, someone bro- breaks in, gets onto the field. If you watch the clip, it's hilarious because all the, like, a couple of the outfields players, they seem to be a little scared of the cat. <laughs> um, it looked like it had a collar on, so it wasn't like a stray cat or anything. And all of a sudden, these two women come in, Grab the kitty, save the day. It also looks like they might have a few scratches on them. Oh, <laughs> and, I do. Uh, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure they'll be feeling it. But hey, who hasn't been scratched by a cat? You can deal with it. It's not the end of the world. That's I'm perfectly going to talk to this because I th- think it was hilarious and it was. Something that brightens up, you know, it could bring up someone's day just by watching that clip. Um, so yeah, I'm going to talk to it and see what Austin's thought is. Yeah, so uh, I actually did my homework this time and I watched the clip that Morgan told me to watch. All three of them, actually. Ooh, and, eight and boy, was it worth it. Um, because, oh my God, this fucking cat. And not only did this cat get all the way across the uh, across the field, but he also definitely messed up the uh, ladies that are 
that were getting him off the field. Uh, those scratches were vicious. And, uh, but you know what? I think it's hilarious. Um, I think, like you said, it's like a stadium designed to keep even people out when they're not supposed to be in. And look at this cat just strolling in. So I'm going to toke on that. Awesome. Well, while you're talking a lot, we'll give you some time for you to think about this next one. I'm talking about NHL players and board games. Okay. And and there's another clip that I sent you. Yeah. It was just a bunch of players like Austin Matthews, Sidney Crosby, a bunch of the, you know, names that you would recognize. It's not just those two, trust me. And they all simply named what their favorite board game was. Lots of Monopoly. There was a lot of Monopoly. A lot of Monopoly. Some sorry. A lot of Candyland. Yeah, a couple Candyland that I was very kind of surprised about. Um, there was also a chess in there that I was kind of surprised about as well. So I'm just going to ask Austin... What is your favorite board game if you can only play one for the rest of time? Oh, one board game for the rest of time? Yeah, and if you think your own answer is a joke, I guess you don't joke? (laughs) That's how how we're doing it. Okay. Um, Yeah, that's a good question. Um... I did well, like playing Monopoly. Did you ever play a game called Payday? Payday? Yes. With uh, one of our buddies that you also know. I'll say his name, John. Me and he actually has Payday. He still does. And we, we've played it once in a while, yeah. I used to play that game so much. Um, no, I really like that one, but... I think if it's an all-time thing, then I'd probably go with, like, a Risk or, like, a Settlers of Catan. Yeah, that was another uh, game that was few players of picks. That's a newer game of Catan. Yeah. Um, I've already put a little bit of thought into this. I'm going what none of them even mentioned, and that's the game life. Where oh, good call. You, but when I grew up, we had a really old one where the pieces were wood. They're a little truck instead of cars. Yep. Um, it sounds like Austin didn't think his answer was a joke, so that's great. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And, yeah, so I'm going with life. Um, and also, life in itself can also be a game. So it's kind of a double whammy. So I'm going to talk to that. But <laughs> before I do, I will actually, since Austin says he did his homework, I'm going to let him take the lead on the last video I've yet to mention and just tell us a little bit about it and if he's, Thinks it's a toka joke. What do you got, buddy? Yeah. So, well, the NFL draft happened. And um, teams made picks. Uh, and because, you know, everything's televised, right? Everything's 
broadcast and every draft room has, you know, a setup with all their executives. They're all spread out or whatever, but um, certain executive for the Philadelphia Eagles. Well, he was very excited about the draft pick they made. And he was fist bumping. He was excited. Everyone seemed to be generally excited. And then one gentleman in particular was not a fan of the pick. And it was made abundantly clear because they had one of the most awkward moments I've seen. And, uh, yeah, it was rough. Um. Fill in the gaps a little bit there. That guy that was running around giving the fist pumps, that was an owner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Oh, shit. That guy that wasn't very happy was a senior scout. Uh, so there's a little bit of, uh, let's say, miscommunication <laughs> going on there. Yikes. And... Um, I'm personally kind of torn on this one because at one hand, I think everyone should be on a similar page, at least know what's going on. Because he didn't even, he kind of seemed surprised that the pick happened and that they chose that particular player. Um, however, you know, you're, everyone's can have their own opinion and all that stuff. So, I'm going to actually go with joke on this one that um, that scout should have at least just, you know, did a lot more of a pretend fist pump, told a lot better. And then when they're not in front of the cameras, then you talk to the owner so you don't make him look like a fool. (laughs) Exactly. So I'm going with joke on this one. What do you got? Joke, joke. Yeah, um, I would agree with you. There's, there's a way to handle things, and that was probably not the best way to do it. So, um, I'm gonna go joke. As ent- as entertaining as it was for me, I'm not sure about Austin. Can't speak for him. Um, to watch this video, <laughs> I watched it a couple times. And I laughed every time. It's hilarious. One of business side of things. Uh, wasn't very professional. No. Things. Just do the fist pump, and then when the draft is over, then you do a Zoom call or whatever. Yep. And chat about it. Um, Austin, do you have a shout out for us? Send it since it is the end of the Toker Joke segment. I do have a shout out. Well, use your voice, get loud, what do you got? Yeah, this week's shout-out, it's a little bit of a callback to uh, the start of the podcast. This week's shout-out goes out to camping. Camping is, I think, one of my favorite things to do because it's, it's just nice to get away from home. It's nice to be in nature. It's nice to be close to water, ideally. Um, whether it's a lake or a river or an ocean, it's camping's great. And you love sitting around a fire 
having a drink or two, cooking a hot dog or a sausage and some marshmallows and laughing and just having a grand old time. So this week's shout out goes out to camping. All right. Yeah, it's been uh, quite some time since I've gone camping. Everyone I usually go camping with has been busy, but I can camp for days if I need to. I love camping. Clears your head. It's enjoyable. Um, I'm sure, especially in the area that you're going camping in, but yeah, camping. I love it. Something else that I love, I wish was happening now, but we still have to wait. That's football. We still have to wait for CFL. Although NFL stuff is going on currently right now. Well, it's done and over with. It's Monday. The weekend's done. The draft has happened. And previous episode, I talked about that I'll be paying attention to what Canadians get picked in this coming up draft. Well, I haven't lied yet because I know that there's been four Canadians picked in this draft, and I have their names, and I know they're four of 67, and I also know, that's all I know, but, <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm just going to list out their names since we're Canadian podcast. Um, I'm a little biased. See if they, some of these players maybe turn into the next Chase Claypool or Chase Claypool. (laughs) (laughs) So the list is so long. One team that actually picks quite a few Canadian players is sorry, Miami Dolphins. And they picked a player, the first Canadian player, Javon Holland, who's a safety, though uh, Washington football team picked it's a French name. <laughs> Benjamin Saint Just Saint Just Saint Just Saint Justa. Thank you, buddy. I'm glad you have the list up. The Chargers picked Josh Palmer. I can do that name. Beautiful. Easy. And I'll just back up. Benjamin is a cornerback, so that's kind of to have two defensive players picked. Um I know they didn't start going until the second round when the first player got picked, but that's kind of something to watch. We got a wide receiver as Josh Palmer, the Chargers, like I mentioned, and then a running back. Probably one of the best first names ever. He went to the Panthers, Chuba Hubbard. That is one of the best names ever. I love that flow. I love Chuba. <laughs> the beautiful name. It's a great name. Um, this is also kind of a big year because, like I said, only 67 players have been picked. Um, I also kind of lied now because I said I didn't know anything more. I know a little bit more, and that's the fact that it ties a record. We like our records. Um and this ties 
the most Canadians that's been picked in the NFL draft. Um, I believe that was since 1966. I don't want to go down. Um, yeah, so it's a huge. Uh, we'll see who sticks. Maybe we'll see some of the players get released and end up playing the DFL. It's interesting. And talking about players playing in the CFL, we also have our own CFL draft. And that is tomorrow, also on Star Wars Day. So you can dress up as Chewbacca or, you know, you know what? Dress up as Chewbacca. Everyone just dress up as Chewbacca. Go around town on your phones and you can stream and watch the CFL draft. I just want to see a bunch of Chewbacca's running running around. It would be great. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, it. but this year is a very strange year in the CFL draft. It was a strange year last year. Because there's ended up being no season, but at that point they didn't know that. Now they know that there was a entire draft class in 2020 that's never seen the CFL field. Some of them went back to school and played there and all that stuff. Not the same. So now in this draft class, they're going to have to pick players in regards to not knowing what the 2020 draft class is going to be like. And so you're going to have, when train camp hits, you're going to have a huge amount of players all trying for spots at the same time. There might be a lot of spots available, and we'll get to that in our next little topic, topic because we might see some players leave and because of the uncertainty and all that stuff. I just need to take a We'll drink water here. Beautiful. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, so I, I just think it's going to be very intriguing of uh, who gets picked, when, and all that stuff. That's partially also because uh, it was a random pick for, like, the draft order. The Riders actually ended up getting they get to pick second overall. So I'm as a huge Rider fan, I'm gonna be watching who they take in the first round, second overall. Hamilton gets first pick overall, and then it goes Winnipeg, BC, Edmonton, Ottawa, Toronto, and then Calgary, and then Hamilton again. It would have been Montreal, but a few years back. There was a quarterback named Johnny Menzel. He did play for uh, Montreal, I believe. Or no, sorry, he played for Hamilton. He got traded to Montreal. And with that, they got their 2021 first-round pick, Hamilton did. So they also go ninth. And then the rounds after that, they do what's called a snake order. I believe I mentioned this before, where then a ninth pick then comes the first and so forth, and then just keeps going up and down. Simple concept, 
I'm very excited. I'll be refreshing my app and my CFL app and where I get all my CFL news and seeing who goes where and when. What do you got to say so far about anything I mentioned football? I forgot to ask you about NFL, so I'm asking you now. No, it's all good. You've done a beautiful job. All right. I got one more thing. CFL is going to go real quick because then I know Austin had some. You used the word insider, and we're going to be talking hockey next, so we'll see what he's got. But everyone knows I'm an NHL insider. <laughs> Do you listen to this podcast? At all, unless you're starting this episode just now, I didn't say those words right. You know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> then you know that Austin is an NHL insider, and it's about time, or before we know it, he will be getting a call and we'll be seeing him on TV and all, on PSN, all that good stuff, Sportsnet. But like I mentioned, there's players that are going or leaving. And one of those players that played many years wasn't necessarily who was going to get an offer or a job in 2021. It's uncertain that there will be a 2021 season still at this point. But Manny Arsenault signed with the indoor football league named Frisco Fighters. I don't uh, – it says it's the Indoor Football League. I don't know if that's code because they're actually Freedom Fighters type deal or something. Um, that's kind of what it says. <laughs> sounds like to me with the team named Frisco Fighters. Um, right. But, yeah, he's 33 years old. Um, the main reason why I actually brought this up is because he's also not the only player – that's either retired or mentioned that they found a job, so they're going to see what happens with the CFL. So, like I've said, it's going to be very intriguing to see what happens with players like veterans have already known in the league with these two draft classes. But that's enough with my voice and football. I really, really want some actual games that are happening so I start having some content to talk about. Um, Austin, hockey, you got some? <laughs> well, uh, are we, we are starting with the, uh, yeah. the big one? The big news. Yeah, so... Player on the Canucks, uh, well, about a week ago, give or take, uh, there's some tweets going around that uh, a certain player from the Canucks, um, allegedly, uh, allegedly, there's a sexual misconduct, and um, we don't know for sure at this time, but... Uh, my insider take was uh, a friend of my fiance's actually works or worked rather 
uh, at Rogers Place and um, or Rogers Arena or whatever the hell it is in uh, Vancouver. And oh, excuse me, sorry. <laughs> it's I'm not falling asleep. I'm not trying to. That's it's a really bad time to yawn. Um, but yeah, she worked at the arena and uh, was getting got hit on quite a few times by him and nothing ever came of it. Um, she just kind of turned it down, but it was just very much it. There is this air of, um, he likes to party and that doesn't excuse anything, but, um, no. it's, it sucks. Uh, I, I hoped that he was going to be kind of a breakout player at some point for the Canucks. Uh, if this is true, if this comes out and it's, and it's, yeah, I, uh, it's unfortunate, but you know what? The, the law is the law, you know? And if, if, if something illegal happened, then he's got to pay the consequences. Exactly. And, um, you like, you, if this was, for the Flames, that means being a Flames fan. If it was one of their players, I'd personally be good riddance because you can find talent um, wherever. You can search. You can find talent. You don't need this type of person. Like you said, if it's true, nothing's been proven yet, um, then... Uh, yeah, then I hope he basically gets what he deserves and what the consequence ends up being, then he ends up paying it. Um, so, yeah, for now, he's not um, basically on the active roster, I think is what it is. He, yeah, he's on leave from the team. So uh, he is not playing. He's not going to be any teams. And to that effort or to that point as well he has also deleted his instagram account his twitter account um yeah so it's not looking good for him but like you said it's honestly especially at the nhl level players of that skill level are not very hard to come by yeah and this incident according to the article happened in september 2017 so who knows? I really, I know it's always a very tough situation. I'm not going to get into it much, and you know, because we just simply don't know. I also hope that this lady um, isn't just saying something just just because. Um, not saying that's the case at all. Um, but you do have to look at it both sides, and we're going to see how it unfolds. And something else that I'm very intrigued about in the next couple weeks here, we're going to see how the Angel playoffs shape up and how they are going to unfold. And that also means that me and Austin are going to be doing some Angel pick predictions. I'm Personally, going to go out and buy just a nice little uh, trophy that maybe we'll end up. I don't know. I don't know if we'll end up shipping it back and forth between the winner 
how that's going to work, but I'll get Austin to uh, post a, a picture on our Twitter at Pawstone and our Instagram. I believe that's TSWGS Pod, I think. You nailed it, buddy. Beautiful. Um, yeah, and where was I? Oh, yeah, the playoff picture. We got a few teams that have locked up their playoff picture. Um, they're moving on no matter what happens. And we got a few teams, three in particular, that have a very slim chance, one that has a lot better chance than the other two of making those playoffs. One's very close to my heart. The other two, I don't really care about. The one that has the best chance, and they have the chance of uh, moving over top of Nashville, and that's the Stars. Um, and then Coyotes, they also have a 1% chance of making it to the playoffs. And the one that's really close to my heart, and I really don't think it's going to happen just with how they've been playing. I honestly think that there's been something going on behind the scenes in Calgary. That is the team I'm talking about. And yeah, Bennett's been doing really good in Florida. Which kind of pisses me off. Some of the stars have been doing slightly better in Calgary, but if you watch them play, they have a few good games, and then they end up just shitting the bed when it you think it matters the most. And yeah, so they're trying to pass Montreal right now. I've never watched or paid attention to so many Montreal games ever. Um, I don't like it. (laughs) Fair. I'm not the biggest fan of Montreal. I have um, quite a few Boston fans in my family, so I kind of grown up to not like Montreal as well. Um, what do you have to say about this the next couple weeks and how exciting it's... I'm sure you probably are to see what happens with the playoffs. Well, I'm very excited. Uh, a couple huge things uh, in terms of like stats for players this season. Yes. Uh, some things to watch. So, Connor McDavid, before tonight, which he already has one point in the first period. Of course he does. A cheat code. So, before tonight, Connor McDavid, in 49 games, has 87 points. He could very well get 100 points in 56 games. That's just... And so if you thought that was crazy, Austin Matthews now has, in 48 games, 39 goals. Yeah, I I, I think both of the teams actually have a cheat code. One just to get points, and other ones just to get goals. Yeah, Austin Matthews, I think... 
uh, at least this year, he's showing. I think he's the new best goal scorer in the league. He, what? It's a crazy pace. Over an eighty-two game season, I believe it's a sixty-six goal pace. Yeah, you, like you don't see players get forty goals very often in a full eighty-two game season. Exactly. Like it's a you have a good career if you get twenty for majority of players. Hundred percent. Um. Yeah, that's that's absolutely insane. There's definitely a lot of stuff to pay attention to this season. A lot of stuff has actually happened in this short season with like uh, Patrick Marlowe passing Gordy Howe with the all-time games played and all this stuff is absolutely insane. There's I mean, hell, we might as well talk about it now. There's Flurry. He ties for third um, NHL all-time wins. Um, yeah. I'm going to ask you a quick little trivia question. Do you happen to know who the top two goalies are for wins? Uh, I believe number one is Brodeur, and number two, I believe, is Patrick Bloch. You are exactly correct. Martin Badur is number one with 691 wins with 1,266 games played. Patrick Waugh, probably my favorite player and my favorite goalie all NHL, has 551 wins with 1,029 games played. And Mark Andre Fleury, who's actually like at the tied third. Do you know who that goalie is who he's tied with? Um, Hashik? No, he's tied with uh, like Mark Andre Fleury is tied with the goalie, and that goalie is also tied for third. And that goalie is Roberto Longo. Oh, yeah, yeah. Also tied for third. Um, they both have 489 wins. I'm not sure how many games Luongo played, but Flurry he's played 880. So it was just another one of those achievements that it seemed a lot of players have achieved many, many things this year. There's a few thousand game season or people – uh, like Sidney Crosby, Patrick Kane, Lucic, um, so many accolades that just were achieved. Before we talk about Seattle, what do you have to? Do? What do you want to say about that so far? Yeah, I love it. Uh, as people that love stats and records, it's been great. Um, a lot of milestones, and uh, yeah, it seems especially a lot considering how short of a season it is. Yeah, um, I also noticed something that just popped into my head again about Connor McDavid is he also played uh, last game against Calgary was his 400th career game. And unfortunately, he got, I believe, two points that game. So he's gotten more points than Sidney Crosby 
has gotten in 400 games. Just thought I'd throw that out there. Yeah, he is some kind of special. Um, But something that's very, very special is that we're going to have another NHL team probably with the best name of definitely any NHL team, if it's not a great name, if not any sports or professional sports league team, and that's Seattle Kraken. They're going to be here and release the Kraken over and over again. They're going to be selling rum right, left, and center. Um, if they, oh, don't yeah, have, they don't have that partnership already, they're silly. Yeah. And they do not have to pay any more money when it comes to sorry, their expansion fee. And that expansion fee was $650 million. And that's, like I said, and compared to the baseball's $2.2 billion that they figured it would take. I wonder... Sorry, I wonder if this in this like modern age, it's like an e-transfer. <laughs> Maybe you know, they make an accident and they accidentally send it to their mother-in-law or something. Oh god, I I'm almost thinking in this modern age, and for lots of these richer folks, it might just be crypto. <laughs> hey, <laughs> who be, knows? Um, with how technology is going nowadays. But yeah, it's Seattle Kraken. They're going to be, they're officially the 32nd team in the NHL. That means they can do trades. They don't have anyone to trade. I guess they have draft picks. They can sign players. And yeah, they can also sign free agents, which could be huge. Um, well, do you see anything happening um, with Seattle now that they can? Or what's your take on it? I don't think immediately, but I think pretty soon we're going to start to see some moves. Remember Las Vegas when they were first a team? Do you remember the player they signed uh, before they drafted anybody from the expansion draft? No, I just remember the first player that it took was Flurry. Yes. However, the first player they signed was Reed Duke. Does that name ring a bell? No, but is he part of, like, the royal family? Is he a duke in the... He is not. And, in fact, I don't believe he's played a single game for the Vegas Golden Knights. And I'm guessing he just... They just signed him, like, off of the free agency list or what? Yeah. I I don't really know why, but uh, they did. So, yeah. Well, I'm going to take one last quick boot, so just... Fill the dead space with a little bit maybe more about Seattle or any other hockey news that you want to add here. Yeah, uh, I'm excited about the Kraken 100%, especially as a Canucks fan. I think I think it'll be a natural rival, um, which I love. Love another rival. And um, I'm looking forward to it. There's going to be a lot of stuff going on. There's going to be a draft coming up not too far away, expansion and amateur free agency, all that shit. It's going to be exciting, and uh, I cannot wait. I think there's going to be big changes. I think Philadelphia has been a huge disappointment, and I think they're going to make some big changes in the offseason. 
Sabres um, are going to be another team. Sabres are going to be a team to watch. They need to do something because they are just a mess. Um, like I've mentioned before, Calgary, they're, I don't know, something's going to, something's about to explode. Something's got to go down there, I think. Um, do you happen to know what, uh, conference or, uh, division they're going to, Seattle's going to be in? Honestly, I'm not sure. All right. Well, I guess we'll stay tuned on that, but that's enough for us. Thank you for listening. I'm going to do my little donor statement. We got baseball. That's a shit ton of money. And people, show your emotions. Football, I need content. And hockey. Austin's an insider. Seattle Kraken, great name. Everyone out there, stay stoned and stay safe. Bye.